0: He heard it, He tore his clothes, covered himself with sackcloth, and entered the house of the Lord. Then he sent Eliakim, who was over the household of, with Shebna, the scribe, and the elders, to the priests, covered with sackcloth, to Isaiah, the prophet, the son of Amos. And they said to him, Thus says Hezekiah, This day is a day of distress, rebuke, and rejection, for children have come to birth, and there is no strength to live. It. Perhaps the Lord your God will hear all the words of Rabshakeh, whom his master the king of Assyria has sent to reproach the living God and will rebuke the words which the Lord your God has heard. Therefore offer a prayer for the remnant that is left. So the servants of king Hezekiah came to Isaiah, and Isaiah said to them, Thus you shall say to your master, Thus says the Lord, Do not be afraid because of the words you have heard with which the servants of the king of Assyria have blasphemed me. Behold, I will put a spirit in him so that he shall hear a rumor and return to his own land, and I will make him fall by the sword in his own land.
1: So, what do you do if you're Hezekiah and you are threatened by the, uh, you know, threats of the Rabshakeh? Well, Hezekiah hears about it, tears his clothes, covers himself with sackcloth, cloth, and does what? He goes to God. You know, he had hoped that buying off Sennacherib would be adequate. But now the money's gone, Sennacherib's demanding surrender and threatening invasion. He finally realizes he should have been doing this God's way and he humbles himself and he turns to God. And uh, he sends some people, Isaiah the priest, and they, um, you know, they basically they deliver Hezekiah's message, you know, we're in big trouble. <laughs> you know, we, we, we're in the crisis and we don't have the strength to deliver. You know, we, we don't know what to do. Um, you know, please pray for us. That's what he basically says to Isaiah. We need prayers, we need help. Um, there are times when people have wanted to kill the prophet when they heard bad news. Hezekiah turns to the prophet and asks for him to intercede with the Lord when he hears bad news. Uh, He says, we just don't have enough strength to even, you know, get through uh, this. Uh, Things things are really bleak. And what does Isaiah say back?
0: Do not be afraid.
1: Yeah. Don't be afraid because...
0: God will take care
1: of it. Yeah, exactly. And how is he going to take care of it, of all things? (coughs) Like a rumor. He's going to cause the Syrian king to hear a rumor... And go back to his own land. God controls even the rumors. And it's all it takes. Just a rumor. And ultimately what's going to happen to poor sennacherib He'll
0: be killed. Yeah.
1: yeah. And you don't know this. Yet. But it was his two sons that killed him. In the temple of his own God. Hmm. Expecting someone? Mm-hmm.
2: Ah, that looked like her. Huh? So was this the same incident as the time he paid him all the money from the temple, like?
1: This is after. He paid but
2: him like money. right away, or we
1: don't? I don't know home? how soon, but I'm assuming fairly close. Yeah, it's probably an annual
0: <laughs> fee, <laughs>
1: <coughs> right? Because it says
0: mm. he is. Re- yes. What, he rebelled or rebelled. Or
1: Right. Yeah, he didn't pay tribute on the uh, April the fifteenth or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so how long from here before his sons kill him
1: about 20 years yep
2: I expected it quicker.
1: <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> God doesn't measure time like we do Now I believe it was 681 and this is about 701 did his sons then take over uh no those sons did not. Uh, the son that Neb that Sennacherib had indicated Esarhaddon hadn't did, if I'm if I got my story straight, and that's probably, he was the youngest one, and that's probably why the older ones didn't like it. What? Sennacherib had appointed one of his younger sons to be the next king. His older sons didn't like it, and two of them conspired and killed him. But they ended up, I believe I'm right, they ended up getting killed and the younger son he had designated was the one who became king. Don't quote me on that. I believe that's right.
2: All of this reminds me of Babylon the Great and how I kept saying the great after it all the time. and like not <laughs> know how they called Assyria the
1: Great. Yes. <coughs> Man isn't nearly as great as he thinks he is when we think we're really something. We are nothing. You know, wow. We are really pretty pathetic <coughs> when it's all said and done, when you look at how things work.
2: Do you know what happened to the
1: rabbi No, I don't. I don't know really anything about it. I'm an old man, but I'm not that old, so. Cameron.
2: This isn't quite with this section, but with Hezekiah in general. How far did um, the prophet Micah go into Hezekiah's rule? Since he had the time of his father as well, but it ended with Hezekiah. How far is he still prophesying at this point, or not? Or do you know?
1: I don't think I know. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I do. Okay, other good questions. Other questions are coming? Okay, 8 to 13.
2: Shepshakeh returned and found the king of Assyria fighting against Libna, for he had heard that the king had left Lachish. When he heard them say concerning Tarhaka, king of Cush, Behold, he has come out to fight against you, he sent messengers again to Hezekiah, saying, <clears throat> Thus you shall say to Hezekiah, king of Judah, Do not let your God, in whom you trust, deceive you, saying, Jerusalem will not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. Behold, you have heard what the kings of Assyria have done to all the lands, destroying them completely. So will you be spared? Did the gods of those nations which my fathers destroyed deliver them, even Gozan and heran and Rezeph and the sons of Eden who were in Telassar? Where is the king of Hamath, the king of Arpad, the king of the city of Sepharvaim, and of Hinnah and Iva?
1: Alright, so Rabshakeh uh, finds Assyria fighting against Libna, and so he goes to help him, and he hears that the king of uh, Ethiopia is coming to fight against you, and so, temporarily, it's necessary for the Assyrian forces to withdraw and help uh, uh, Sennacherib in fighting against Libna and fighting with the Ethiopians and so forth. But he doesn't want to uh, leave without a further threat. So what? how does he send this threat? Do you understand what this is in... Uh, Verses uh, 9 to 13. Look at verse 14. A letter. This is a letter. So he sends him this letter and threatens him again. You know, don't let your God uh, on whom you trust deceive you, saying, Jerusalem won't be given into your hand. You know what the king of Assyria's been doing? You're going to be the next one. You know, you're no better than they are. And look at where the kings of those nations ended up. Hezekiah, you better be scared. I mean, I'm going to deal with you as harsh as I dealt with those others. You'd better surrender. You know, this is really a powerful uh, attack on God when it's all said and done. You know, he's saying, God can't hold a candle to me. I can do anything I want to him. To, to, to him. My power is invincible. Look at all the nations I've conquered. Nobody can stop me. There's no God that can stop me. You better surrender if you know what's good for you. You know, it's going to be really bad if you don't. Now, again, I ask, if it was going to be all so easy to conquer Jerusalem, why didn't he just do it already <laughs> and save the paper? The fact that he has to just keep, even just sending a, a threatening letter, proves what?
2: He's all talk.
1: He, he's not all talk. but But it would no. really be handy for him... <laughs> to get Israel to surrender. Could he, from a human standpoint, conquer Jerusalem? Yeah, probably. But it's not going to be as easy as it looks. It's going to take a while. It's going to take some resources. They're going to have some losses. He's got battles here, there, and yonder trying to fight. He just needs Jerusalem to give in, and it's going to make it a whole lot easier on him. You know, it's going to be trouble at best if he has to try to take Jerusalem. And you can kind of count on that. If they're really pressured you and trying to get you to give in, well, if if they're all so high and mighty, then just let them take care of it. Why do they need your cooperation? <laughs> so, uh, I, I think that's uh, an interesting uh, feature of this. Thoughts and comments? thirteen.
2: I just think this is a really good picture overall of, like, the devil's deceit and everything. Like, all of his arguments and everything reminds me of the Garden of Eden and stuff like that, and
1: I don't know. The devil's a pretty good arguer, isn't he? <coughs> Yeah, that's exactly right um, I mean he pulls out all the stops <laughs> other thoughts so what's Hezekiah gonna do with the letter 14 and 19
2: So Hezekiah took the letter from the hand of the messengers and read it and went up to the house of the Lord and spread it out before the Lord Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said O Lord the God of Israel who are enthroned above their cherubim." You are God, you alone, of all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. And climb to your ear, O Lord, and hear. Upon your
1: eyes, O Lord, and see. And listen to the words of Sennacherib, which he has sent to reproach the living God. Truly, O Lord, the kings of Assyria has, have devastated the nations and their lands, and have cast their gods into the
2: fire. For they were not gods, but they were work of men's hands, wood and stone. So they have,
1: been, so they have destroyed them. Now, O Lord God, I pray deliver us from his hand, that all the nations of the earth may know that you alone are Lord our God. Okay. So Hezekiah Hezekiah takes the letter, he goes up to the house of the Lord and just spreads the letter out before the Lord. That's a great way to do that. I like that idea. You know, here it is, God, look at it. Here's what he's saying. You know, he doesn't say God do this 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 and this so often we try to figure out well here's what God needs to do here God here's our shopping list if you will punch this button on this day you know in this position you know he just says God here's the problem here's the letter read it you know and then in his prayer what does he say to God
2: You are the God and the only
1: God. The first thing he recognizes who God really is. It changes everything when you spell your God with a capital G. You know, if he is really the God of Israel and thrown above the cherubim, you are the God, you alone, of all the kings of the earth, you have made heaven and earth. That is a whole different ball game. God is not weak. He can handle the Assyrian threats. He says, listen to him, you know, and it's true, God, verse verse 17, the kings of Assyria have devastated the nations and their gods, and they have cast their gods into the fire, uh, and they've destroyed them, uh, so so there's a sense in which he's right, uh, but now, O Lord, our God, I pray, deliver us from his hand, that all the kings of the earth may know that you alone, O Lord, our God, you prove yourself, please, in this, uh, that's, that's the only place they could turn. So I like Hezekiah's submission to God. I like him just opening the letter up and saying, "Here's the deal. What do we do? Help us." Comments and questions.
2: How often do the kings actually just pray straight to God, and, as opposed to uh, calling for like Isaiah or another prophet?
1: Well, I mean, I think he called for Isaiah, hoping Isaiah, you know, would be able to maybe have more influence with god or something but the kings prayed to god i mean look at david prayed to god all the time so they don't feel like they have to have another person to be able to pray
0: he, he almost sounded like he was more resigned the first time when he called mm-hmm. isaiah it's like well it's all lost ask isaiah to pray for us that it might be painless
2: <laughs> well
1: yeah, maybe not, I don't know. But he probably has grown in his faith. I mean what Isaiah had said probably encouraged him. Okay. Uh twenty to um twenty to twenty eight.
0: And Isaiah the son of Amoz sent to Hezekiah, saying, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Because you have prayed to me about Sennacherib, king of Assyria, I have heard you. This is the word that the Lord has spoken against him. She has despised you and mocked you, the virgin daughter of Zion. and she has shaken her head behind you, the daughter of Jerusalem. Whom have you reproached and blasphemed? And against whom have you raised your voice and haughtily haughtily lifted up your eyes? Against the Holy One of Israel. Through your messengers you have reproached the Lord, and you have said, with my many chariots, i came up to the heights of the mountains to the remotest parts of lebanon and i will cut down its tall cedars and its choice cypresses and i entered its farthest lodging places its thickest forests. i dug wells and drank foreign waters and with the soul of my feet i dried up all the rivers of egypt have you not heard long ago i did it from ancient times i planned it now i have brought it to pass that you should turn fortified cities into ruinous heaps therefore their inhabitants were short of strength they were dismayed and put to shame Whereas the vegetation of the field, and as the green earth, as grass on the housetops, is scorched before it is grown up. But I know you're sitting down, and you're going out, and you're coming in, and you're raging against me. Because of your raging against me, and because of your arrogance, has come up to my ears. Therefore, I will put my hook in your nose, and my bridle in your lips, and I will turn you back by the way which you came.
1: Isaiah forwards God's reply to Hezekiah's prayer. And God says in verse 21, She has despised you and mocked you, the virgin daughter of Zion. Jerusalem had previously been untouched. She's shaken her head behind you, the daughter of Jerusalem. But who does she think she's begging on? You know, who do they think she thinks she is? You know... Your messenger, with your messengers you reproach the Lord you said, verse 23, with my many chariots I come up to the heights of the mountains to the remotest parts of Lebanon and I cut down his cho- tall cedars and his choice cypresses and I entered its farthest lodging place, its thickest forest. I dug wells and drank foreign waters. You know, that's Sennacherib. What does he have? Eye trouble. <laughs> you know, everything's me, 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 look at all I've done. God says, You don't understand? I was the one who had dominated this whole thing. He says, long ago I did it. From ancient times I planned it. You're just a tool in my hand. You know, I planned this out a long time ago. Everything you're bragging about doing, I said you do. You know, because I'm the one in command. I know everything about you. So You know, Sennacherib's not really as wise and all-knowing and all-powerful as he thinks he is. God says, everything you're doing, it's just my plan, you're just fulfilling my plan, you just didn't know it. So don't think you can do anything you want to. Uh, And basically he says, uh, because you are raging against me, I'm going to put my hook in your nose and a bridle in your lips, and I'm going to turn you right around and send you right back where you came from. You know, God is uh, pretty strong with Sennacherib. God is not happy with his blasphemy, with his arrogance, with his ridiculous threats against God, and God's going to deal with him. That's what he's saying. Comments and thoughts. Um, well, he's talking about the Assyrians. They've despised you and mocked you, the virgin daughter of Zion. Virgin meaning unraped, untouched, undestroyed. <laughs> you know, Jerusalem had never been, you know, devastated. Uh, but But the Assyrians were threatening, and God wasn't going to let it happen. You know, who do you think you've come up against?
2: I read that as Jerusalem was would mock Assyria because Assyria doesn't fulfill their threats. So it's like Jerusalem is despising you. Jerusalem is shaking her head behind you because you failed.
1: Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> uh,
2: so who is shaking their head behind you?
1: Uh, the Assyrians.
2: If that's the case, then he changes who he's uh-huh. talking to.
1: Yeah, good point. Uh, let's I see, see if we you. can make it the other way. She has despised okay. you. You're saying that she would be Israel? Mm-hmm. Israel's despised the Assyrians and mocked the Assyrians, the virgin daughter of Zion. The Israel's NIV shaken. reads
2: it that way.
1: Okay, read um, the NIV.
2: Virgin daughter Zion despises you and mocks you. Daughter Jerusalem tosses her head as you flee.
1: okay could be that's never been the way I've taken it but I may have taken it in properly I
2: can't get the shaken head part is the one that I was really asking about and couldn't figure out what you were saying
1: well I was just saying that the Assyrians were just shaking their heads and mocking and belittling Israel but God says who do you think you're really mocking it's me <laughs> that's who you're really mocking but I hadn't really uh, thought about it from the standpoint of it perhaps being uh, Judah mocking the Assyrians. <coughs> I hand, I can't come up with a strong objection to that. So <laughs>
2: right. Either way, like whoever's shaking their head is kind of doing so in derision. Right, it's kind of I like think so. A, what do you think you're doing? No like, way. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Other thoughts are coming. All right, well, why don't we stop here and we'll work on uh, 29 and following, uh, I guess, next week.